everyone, and thank you again for joining me for another episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. So today I have my amazing business partner, digital marketing genius, and of course, my husband, Justin, not joining me because we're going to collaborate today about some things we do for Entropy and our agency and for our physicians across the country to help them get their word out there. So introduce yourself, Justin. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. I'm excited about what we're talking about today. So what we're going to talk about today and something that we do a lot for our physicians and our clients that I just don't think there's enough information out there um, to help them when they're building their content is content marketing. What do they need to know? How do they do it? What are good ways to connect with either potential patients or other physicians? What do you think, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. And answering kind of the age old question that I think is on a lot of doctors' minds is why do you even need a blog? I mean, that's just such a an overly thrown around world word nowadays. You've heard it a, a million times at this point, but what does a blog actually do for your website in the long run? Yeah. And once you have the blog, what do you need to be doing to create engaging content and driving patients to your website? I think that's the big thing is, okay, I, I've heard a thousand times I need a blog, but I don't even know where to start. How do I start creating content? What type of content should I be creating? What's effective for helping me drive new uh, website visitors? And so I'm excited about it. There's a, a lot of good stuff that I think could be very beneficial to um, the listeners out there. Well, then let's start with kind of the importance of a blog. I know a lot of physicians out there know, understand that a blog can be really important, but do they understand actually the formula or why it is so important? So Justin, why don't you break that down on a digital marketing level of why this is so crucial to have a really active and good blog on your website? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things when we do an initial evaluation of a client site. And this holds true for our agency website, almost every single client that I've ever worked with, um, or potential clients when we do an SEO audit or anything. Uh, nine out of 10 times, websites with an active content strategy, so an active blog, five to, ten, five to six of their top 10 organic traffic generating pages on their website are pieces of content from their blog. And so oh, that's very yeah. true. And so that just right there shows you. And if you do any, if you took a competitor right now that you think is just killing it in the marketplace, whether you're a medical practice or you're hospital, an e-commerce website yeah. or a hospital, whatever it is, I can almost guarantee you right here, right now, if I dropped it into an, an evaluation tool that a majority of their top performing pages would be killer content that they've created around some specific keywords they were going after. So well, and that's a, why we do it as an agency yeah, is absolutely. a lot of our leads actually come through our blogs because yep. people are reading to try to figure out some strategic ways to improve their marketing. And we find that not only does it build trust, there's a lot of oh, social yeah. connecting there, but it they tend to find the information through blogging and content. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the same holds true for us. I mean, if if um, I did an evaluation in, uh, of our website right now, which I do constantly on a weekly basis um, in <laughs> yes, our, on our Google search He's, console, as well as in our true. analytics, um, about eight of our top 10 pages, um, our homepage is always in that mix, obviously, as one right. of the top. But outside of that, it's some really well-performing blog co content that we have. Um, and to piggyback off what you said earlier, um, one of the other most important things about a blog uh, is not just driving traffic, is the value it allows you to provide and create for potential patients and your existing patients to continue that patient loyalty is 
unlike your services pages where you can really just kind of talk about whatever service right. it is, like if you're an orthopedist talking about hip replacement, how do you address a lot of the other things surrounding that that are on a patient's mind? Like how long does it take to recover from hip replacement? What do I do if I'm dealing with um, hip pain when I'm right. younger? I mean, all of these different things present themselves so well for pieces of content on your blog. And when you just take that content and you distribute it out on your social and people start getting familiar with the content that you're providing them, that's how you start driving more people to your um, to your brand, to your website, and you start engaging people and ultimately can convert them. So it really presents itself as a great opportunity to not only position yourself as an expert in the field, but start that no like, and trust relationship with a patient before they ever even walk through the door. So I think those are the two biggest things is the SEO that it creates and the opportunity that it presents to you to um, create a no like, and trust relationship with, with your potential patients. Oh, well, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly how I interact personally. It's what we do as an agency. And it's definitely what we do for our clients because we're trying to talk about what people are searching for. Um, I did a post recently on LinkedIn and I talked about content marketing. And one big thing that Justin's, I think, talking about here with the blog is when it comes to content or blogging, it's not about you, it's about them. And I know yeah. that sounds oh, yeah. confusing very, very true. with what he just said is featuring ourselves as thought leaders and positioning ourselves and educating, but you're educating on the questions, concerns, hesitations that these potential patients might have. You're not necessarily promoting advertising or selling. You're talking about hot topics. You're going into conditions, yep. quality of life, symptoms, um, when to consult a physician. And these are things that patients just want to figure out before sometimes taking that big leap. So the more they see your name and your brand and your practice talking about these really hot topics, symptoms, qualities, conditions, recoveries, patient journeys, whatever you're blogging about, the more they like and get to know and trust you as the physician in the space. And I want to add a, a little um, experience that we had. So we help physicians across the country build highly engaged content to help them really promote their brand practice in hospital systems as well. But we do run into some hesitations, Justin, I don't know if you remember this, but we have had clients that are all about blogging and they're using their internal team, which I am all for, but maybe going about it a little bit off track. And we talked to them about, remember when you're writing these blogs, it may be super interesting to you as the physician or your team that you competed in the local 5K um, and you want to feature somebody from your team. But sometimes that kind of content is really better off for social media because if you think about it, no one's searching if um, Shannon Smith competed in the local 5K when they're looking for hip replacement surgery. So you want to make sure make sure when you're featuring your blogs that it's actually very rich with the right kind of content. And that's where I go back to, it's not about you, it's about them. And though that may seem exciting and you want to talk about the newest, you know, chess tournament you just won and feature that in a blog and it may seem personal, that's usually better off for social chess, media. Chess, that's exciting. I know. <laughs> Good example, I like that. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen a, a chess blog post in a while, uh, actually on a medical site. Well, I didn't want to put anyone on blast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think to your point, what you're, what you're talking about is I think is really important when you go to create a piece of content. And I think that's the, the art of getting really good at really good content. And if you look at the people in the medical space, um, cause that's what we're talking about today that are really crushing it. I think they do a good job of not only having research backed content, so basing point. it. Okay, I want to rank for this, but what are people really searching around that topic? 
So understanding that and then really putting yourself in the patient's shoes or whoever your end reader is and writing it for them and for that audience. Um, And I think some things that physicians can struggle with is because the high um, level of knowledge that they have is understanding that it's okay to bring it down to a nine to 12th grade reading level because most people haven't been living and breathing um, orthopedic or rheumatology or whatever it is. So it can go right over a patient's head. And while you do definitely want to speak to the knowledge that you have, um, most patients are looking for something that's why WebMD and a lot of those yeah. do so well is because right. they're written to a, like, I can't stop this cough. What do you recommend? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, use honey in your tea and like things like right. that, that so without getting too far into the technical. So I think really understanding where your patient's at, what they're searching for around whatever you're trying to rank for and applying that is how you build some really powerful content. Well, I love that you just said that because you guys, I had to actually tell Justin because he's so advanced in marketing sometimes. I told him that too. You know, I know we're not clinicians, so we can't relate in the fact of having that extensive knowledge when it comes to medicine, like a, obviously like a medical doctor. But when it comes to marketing, sometimes we use terms too and can talk about it so fastly that we have to remember when we want to connect with our audience is We have to make sure that we're communicating in a way that they understand it and are looking for it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think kind of as we switch gears a little bit, it's also looking at too, I think a lot of what I hear from doctors is I think there's, you get stuck in a rut from when you're getting into creating a successful blog. A blog is just synonymous with um, long form content. And that's not necessarily what a blog is. I mean, there's something like, I've written a couple articles about it. There's something like 70 plus forms of content that can work for your blog. So I think one of the big things too, is understanding, um, what will work best for you. And that can be video, that can be blog content. It can be infographics. Um, there's so much different content that you can deliver to your audience. Um, and you want to mix it up too. So you want to make sure that you're mixing it up. But on top of that, find what avenue fits you best and stay consistent in that. Well, and some examples, um, I know we're really kind of talking heavy about blog right now, but there's other content marketing examples that we use in our agency that we use for our physicians. And I love that Justin just said that. Find what you can do best, what you can provide and be consistent with. And some examples of ways you can use content is you can have the written blogs, you can have videos, vlogs, infographs, patient success stories, or journeys are a really big one too, especially if you're in more of an emotional medical field, something like infertility or even um, oncology. Those those are types of um, content that really resonate with a lot of patients, and it's really great to see those patient journeys and experiences and um, learn more about how you can care. And then, of course, FAQs are such a great way to feature content. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, one of the, what I would call low hanging fruits on coming up with really good content ideas is doctors don't realize throughout their day, they get asked a lot of questions by patients. And if you just notate those down, nine out of 10 times, they make for killer blogs. And nine out of 10 times, that patient is not the only one thinking about it feeling it or searching for it. So it's just right. that that can, you can come up with a year's worth of content just by sitting down and thinking in the last month, what in my field of medicine have patients been asking me as it relates to 
sarcomas or not getting the flu this year. I mean, whatever it may be, um, you'll be really surprised how many ideas that you can come up with really quickly. And then the great thing is, is they surround generally a particular service that you have on your site. So then you can link back to those services and you're more thoroughly covering that service in that piece of content, answering a question and providing value for your patients and driving more SEO, not only for the site, but as well as that service line level. Yeah, that's a great way to kind of optimize on that content. And if you're wondering kind of some of the FAQs your patients ask, I know you have your own, but don't be afraid to be open to feedback. Talk with your front desk, your nurses, your coordinators, and of course, your physician liaisons, because you can kind of gather all this information plus your own patient experiences and really put together some great content marketing ideas. I also want to talk about some of the tips for writing blogs, Justin, what would you say as the digital marketing site? So we've talked about, make sure it's not about you, it's about them. Make sure that it's full of information and packed with those FAQs and you are talking about the hot topics, but let's get down to the science and the tips of writing these blogs from a digital marketing specialist. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, and this is where we start really across the board with any of the service line levels that we offer to our clients, um, research and data Um, speak volumes. And so don't skip over that point. I think the best place to start is down selecting the things that you would like to rank your site better for. So having kind of a good idea of some keywords that you'd like to go after. So we'll get to that. So you can do keyword research, but I think a great place to start is local or national level competitors that are in your space. Say you're a dermatologist and you've got a couple regional dermatology practices that you know are large, they're growing, they've been doing well, they drive a lot of traffic to their website, or it could be even just doing a simple search across any large city in the country and run them through um, an easy SEO tool and it will tell you what their top performing pages on their site are. And going back to what I said at the beginning, I can almost guarantee you if they're killing it online, (laughs) some of their blog content is going to show up and that's going to immediately give you ideas. Don't reinvent the wheel. If they've got a blog that's driving a substantial amount of traffic to their site, if you do, if you go about it the right way and you give a more, what I call complete thought, you essentially say, I'm going to take what they did and I'm going to do it better. I'm going to write it more in depth. I'm going to cover more topics. I'm going to create more engagement. I'm going to add video to the blog. Uh, is a great place to start. So start with competitor research. And then I think on top of that too, make sure you research your keywords. That way, you know, you understand which ones you need to be using. What are the ones that patients are searching the most for? Because that'll really round your blog out and help you rank for a lot more terms than just the specific keyword that you're going for. So I think those are two of the big so tips. Competitor and I know you've got, probably got some as well. Yeah, I definitely do. So some of my tips is share your secrets. Sometimes people hold in all their information. So you guys, if you know anything about me, this podcast, my blogs, what I do on LinkedIn and my videos, I am all about sharing my information. And it's not because I think that there isn't enough, which I do believe there's not enough information out there, but be willing to share your secrets. Don't be so, what would you say, paranoid about sharing your information. I've had content stolen from me. It's true. I've had competitors take my content. But the truth is I'm also connecting with a lot of potential physician liaisons and physicians out there with my content. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, to be kind of a little bit real and raw, I mean, that's that's been, that was a big step in our journey as growing oh, our agency is it was very scary um, to kind of step off that ledge uh, in the first year or two because you're like, well, I, we've got so many competitors that are so much bigger than us. I know we've right. got a voice and something to share, but 
they could crush us and we could just show them additional roadmap. And it's like, oh, they're ranking well for that. Now we're just going to do what we were just talking about and write it bigger, write it better. They've got more clout. And when we really kind of bought into what you're just talking about, it was a a huge game changer. Oh, it was an absolute game changer. And the truth is, I know I'm the best at what I do and that Justin is the absolute best at what he does. And with that confidence, we just said, you know what? Let's let everyone else know because what we were talking about was different. It was actionable and it was helpful and insightful. And we have such beautiful relationships with our physicians and our clients. And we do incredible work, like incredible work and results. And I just, we looked at each other and we said, I think it's time that we start really talking and showing about this. And since, you know, we share our secrets and our insights, we've been able to absolutely expand, grow, and scale. And honestly, I just feel the conversations are better. The engagement is better. I've loved every single second. And like I said, I know we've had some content stolen. I've had, even in my niche niche, a competitor like use my exact script. Didn't even bother to change it. Took my exact teaching module. I think it was called like FastPass and she used that as well. And I just figured, you know what? It just means that people are noticing. Yeah, it's a compliment. It really is. And if your competitors are noticing, so is everyone else. And if someone who's been in the business longer is going to take your content and try to repurpose it as their own, you know, there's a whole lot more where that comes from. And yeah. you have to be flattered. You just have to keep moving on. The the, con- the pros far, far outweigh the cons as far as really kind of being willing to be open and, and sharing your expertise and sharing your kind of your secret sauce, so to speak. Uh, and it's a little bit different in the agency side than in the medical practice side. But my, my theory is, is if somebody wants to engage with you, whether it's coming into your practice for patient care or it's hiring us as an agency, is um, they can try to do it on their own. But at yeah. the end of the day, the people that really want to hire you want to hire an expert. And they want to know. Yeah. And I think the same this it holds true on in a different context for patients is patients want to pay for the best care and they want the best care and they're willing to potentially even travel for the best care. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and how you accomplish that is by showing that you're an expert and, and share your knowledge um, and get in front of the patients. when we're talking about sharing your secrets as a medical professional. Yep. Um, I think a lot about sharing it. We did, we have a podcast episode with Dr. Kaplan and Dr. Kaplan talks about just start sharing who you are yep. because even your patients are seeing and connecting with you. And he said the difference that it really made for him and his practice was that they felt like they knew him. They felt like they were comfortable with his staff, with him, and just viewed him as the ultimate thought leader. And if you really look up some physicians that you look up to online, social media, like Justin said, do that research, you'll see that they're putting themselves out there. They're talking about their approach to patient care. They're even discussing their unique surgery styles and different types of ways that they do these surgeries. And patients love it. They're soaking it in, Justin. They want to see it. And again, especially for really big decisions like surgeries. I want to know that my physician is the best at what they do. For sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, It couldn't, you couldn't be more right. And I think that kind of leads us in because Dr. Kaplan is actually talking about this. And I think it's a really good point. And it kind of goes back when we kind of made that decision to open up, share our secrets more. Um, You just got to get started. That's one of the big things is people ask all the time is like with content and and we talk to people all the time about how do you grow your social media? Well, you need content. You need your providers involved. Like if you can't get them to buy in, you're stuck posting stock photos with text on top of it, which is what 
literally millions of other people are doing on social media. I know we have an agency, but let me tell you how obvious. I'm really, really active on LinkedIn. I cannot tell you how obvious it is. I won't interact with a specific profile because I know guaranteed they've hired someone to do their social media because it's so obvious when someone else posts besides the physician. Yeah, absolutely. It's usually like their services page on their website and they yep. highlight the first sentence and put a link in and a stock photo. And mm-hmm. it's, yep. and you know, it oh, just yeah. shows off to the rest of the community. Like it's not a engaging. It doesn't yeah, talk about, about the physician. 5% bought into this is what it says. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if you engage, like comment or have a question, it won't be, you already know the physician isn't the one behind it. So you just kind of keep scrolling past. So yeah. you want to make sure when you're doing this content, like Justin said, I love that. Put yeah, and, the physician in it. And I think it's easy. Like probably I'm sure there's some doctors listening on the other end is like, well, that's easy for you to say. I'm in, sur- <laughs> I'm in surgery for nine yeah. hours a day. No, very yeah. True. And it, but again, it's like, I think patients care less about the big to do of like having a production crew come in and do all this filming. Like the technology's come a long way. Most providers that are listening to this have an iPhone eight or above sitting in their pocket. That technology right there is way better than any camera that you could have purchased even like five or 10 years ago. So you've got that powerful video tool in your pocket. Just start pointing and shooting. Patients care. I think they like actually the rawness of a point and shoot style video. Say we're oh, doing, talking sure. about video. It, it, it creates authenticity. It's it it's does. real. And most people, if you look at the way that the algorithms are shifted on Instagram and Facebook and with LinkedIn coming out with live now is most people are, are consuming their content through Instagram stories, through Snapchat videos, through Facebook stories and Facebook live, and now LinkedIn live coming online. So in all of those, there's no there's no production value there. It's just literally somebody picking up their phone and starting to shoot. And those yeah. people are crushing it on social. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great point. And so it's in. just, I think it's about like for a provider is try to carve out a little bit of time. We are, I was listening, you were listening to a video the other day about a guy who's doing really well on LinkedIn. And he said he keeps like eight shirts in the corner of his room. Yeah. <laughs> and when he can carve out, oh, he has like, I respect my time. So I'll put it on the, on the docket for like a one hour. And um, yeah. Then what is it? He, he like shoot a ton yeah, of videos, he shoots right? ten, 10 videos in one hour. Yeah. I have to admit that I, I'm still struggling with trying to get that done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite that efficient. But what Justin's talking yeah, about is example, it yeah. really is true, though. You can yeah. take your phone out. You can shoot oh, yeah. something and you can use your team. I'm not saying you can't have help. Oh, no, 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 not it's at just, all. In fact, you want your team don't very Don't overthink involved. it. You yeah. want your team super That's involved. That's the lesson here is don't they overthink can it. Shoot. Just start doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and what are some other tips that you have as far as when we're developing this content? We've talked about competitor research. We've talked about sharing your secrets and letting people in. We've talked about getting started, even using your phone. What is something else that's super important when it comes to getting this information out there and making sure it's seen? For sure. So I think one of two other things that are important, two or three others are making your uh, blog post content very readable. Uh, And it's actually a very simple technique and tip, but you'll see it by a lot of people in our space that drive millions of people to their website is write in short sentences and put in and and enter like a a new paragraph space every one to two sentences. It's much easier to read on your eye than when you have a block of five sentences in a paragraph, kind of like when you're writing a research paper when you're in high school (laughs) is it just kind of almost as nauseating. If you pull up a blog post and it's it's 2000 words and it's just chunk blocks of content, you're like, I'll never finish this. But when it's written conversationally and the sentences are very short, they flow well and there's a lot of spacing in between them, it makes it a lot easier to read. So that's a tip. And then also 
is include imagery, include videos. They actually keep people on your blog post for longer. And that's when you really get into getting very good. It's like somebody's reading one of your blog posts and then you throw in a video that they're going to have to watch to be able to get that point. So you just reference it because the if it takes them three minutes to sit there and watch the video, eight minutes to read your blog post, you've got an infographic on there. You've just, instead of having them just read a three minute blog post, they just stayed on that page for 15 minutes. And that is why you're the best at what you do. And that is what it's all about. Google takes that into consideration almost more than anything else. If you can get somebody on your page and then keep them on there, what it does is it says in Google's mind, the information. So say I showed them in the third or fourth slot when they were typing in a keyword, but everyone's staying on that page for six or seven minutes. Google is eventually going to start moving you up into the first slot because they're like, this is answering the question for that query that they just searched. The longer people are staying on there, the more confirmation it's giving to Google that you're answering that query with 100% accuracy. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yep. And I think probably the last thing is, is always include links inside of your blog post. It's really important for your SEO. Always link out to high domain authority websites. So for instance, if you're ta- if you're an orthopedic doctor and you're talking about a knee replacement, link out to one of the associations or the academy, uh, an academy website or a very high level authority like New England Journal of Medicine that supports whatever you're talking about because it actually improves your trust score with Google, which is really important. And it's a very easy thing. I'd say I recommend every four to 500 words, you have an outbound link and then always interlink on your website to topical or service line pages that relate to whatever blog post you're you're writing on. So again, in this scenario, you should link to your knee replacement services page if you're writing a blog about knee replacement. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I think something else to kind of talk about in, I train physician liaisons um, through an online course and I do it across the country. And I also have, of course, this incredible agency, Entropy Healthcare Marketing, where we help physicians across the country. But one of the biggest steps when it comes to training and I just, what can make your content exceptional is going back to one of the points that Justin brought up about competitor research. But don't just stop there. Look just with anything, even if you're a physician liaison going out in the field, if you're considering doing content, if you're considering to build a website, I think as an agency owner, one of my biggest advice, this is what I do personally, what Justin does, something he kind of ingrained in me as a professional is do your research. So what we'll do is we'll pull our top competitors. I'll write what I like, what I don't like, and what gets the most attention from people. I'll also pull people that I want to be more like in the sense of as far as engaging or content, even if they're not exactly in my field, they're great people to kind of see what they're doing right. And I'll write down the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that way I have kind of a full comprehensive report on how I should approach content. And don't be afraid to do that yourself, even if it means kind of internally reflecting on, you know, I just don't think that sounds right. Um, Do the research. It's a little bit more time on the front end, but it's a great way to just feel completely confident in what you're putting out there is absolutely killer. So be open to feedback, do the research for not only your competitors, but also put research together about people you want to be more like, I guess. How would Mm -hmm. you put that, Justin? Or strive to be... No, that's a good. That's and a good I do that even with social media. I do it with websites. I do it with training my liaisons. I tell them the same thing. I am all about research first. Yep, which is the the best way to start. I mean, that's where it couldn't be more true. As I said earlier, with the agency, that's where we start with every potential client or new client. Is it's all about 
research. And then on top of that, once you've done the research is making sure, which we'll talk about in a little bit is setting baselines. So you know if what you're doing is even working. Oh, that's a good one. So Justin, I'm going to talk really quick about, so we talked about what type of content there is. We talked about tips for writing blogs and content, but let's talk about how we can repurpose content. So we put, we talked about doing the research. It takes time, let's be honest, to build and create content, but don't feel like once you've created it, that's it. That's all you can do with it. It's going on social media. There's lots of ways you can repurpose content and I do it all the time. I have a blog that I'll write and then I'll do a social media post on part of that blog and then I'll create a LinkedIn article on that blog and then I'll do a video on that blog or a part of that blog. I'll even splice blogs up because they're super long because I tend to write a lot of information in my blogs. Um, And I'll splice it up and take a section of that blog. I'll collaborate with someone on that blog. So there's tons of ways you can take one piece of content and repurpose it without exhausting your audience. So what do you think, Justin? Oh, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. That's really important. And it honestly lightens the load of having to come up with new ideas constantly all the time. There's so many different ways you can come up with like the PDF step by steps that you did on that you did on LinkedIn recently that that piggybacked off of a LinkedIn um, tips for doctors article that you've yeah, written. If you guys are on LinkedIn, check it out. Um, I'm at Kelly Nod. It's LinkedIn tips for doctors. But let me be honest, Justin is the one who came into my office one day and he said, you know what I think you really need to write about is this topic. This is how we collaborate. And he helped me with the research and we did yep. the research on FAQs, didn't we, Justin? Oh, yeah. We included information on how I use my LinkedIn yep. successfully. We've included experiences. We collaborated with physicians on it. What else? And yeah, we shared and then, it with oh, an yeah. article on LinkedIn. Yep. We did a blog on it. We did and a we're social about media it now video. On the podcast. <laughs> and now it's on the podcast. <laughs> so if you guys want to check out an example, but you can do that and for your own done. practice. We'll make a video. Yeah. And we'll, oh, she didn't even know that yet. Yeah, we'll make a video. So too. I guess we're making a video. But what you can do in your practice or your hospital system or your specialty is you can, especially when it comes to these surgeries that are quality of life or emotional or big decisions, you can take a piece of content and repurpose it in so many different ways without exhausting your office. Oh yeah. And again, it comes back to content thoroughness. The more ways you can cover that piece of content. And again, if you have all of these things that you're doing, linking back to the blog post on social media, putting it up on YouTube um, with a video clip regarding one of the key points that you brought up in there, and then linking back in the show note description of that video. All of these things are driving additional backlink juice to your content as well as driving more people to it. And again, going back to the longer you can keep those people on there and the more often you can get them to revisit, the better that piece is going to rank. Like if you wanted to do a content on 10 signs that you might have GERD, you can do a blog on that and then you can take sign one and do a video on just that symptom. Yep. Or And then you can take that video and repurpose that for something on social media, or you can take that whole blog and write an article and you can just splice it up in a lot of different ways. Sure, There is so much to do. Take one piece of content and use it to the best of your ability. Yeah, Again, going back to that GERD article, say you have one about the -the over-the-counter medication that's available that you addressed. Well, then you could go into a deep dive of uh, doing a video on my thoughts on Pepsid AC and does it really work? Right. And then when you go back to the video or when you go back to that article, you insert that video from YouTube and just write a sentence right above it. And if you'd like to know more of an in-depth thoughts That's on <laughs> my, Pep- my Pepsid AC 
um, video, check it out here. And then they have to watch it if they want to find out more. And again, it's all about keeping people on the page. And any gastros out there, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Justin. Just send so- a check to uh, uh, my, my home address. <laughs> so, okay. So we talked about blog, building blogs, some advice. But the big thing too is, I don't know about you, Justin, but I'll write an article and I love it and I repurpose it. But now it's been about a year and it's a hot topic. And we talked about sharing your secrets. So I'm sure competitors are going to pick up on it, especially if it's performing well. So what do we do if we want to readdress some content? Do we update it? Do we do a new blog? Do we go into the old blog or yeah, video? Absolutely. So what do you think? So that that's something, this is one of my favorite tips. If you don't get hardly anything else out of this, this is one that can explode your website traffic in 2019 and especially going into 2020. So one of the things when we go in and we look at a website, again, we'll, we're talking about some of those really well-performing blog posts that are driving a lot of traffic. A lot of them that can be very old. And so one of the, one thing you always want to do is you want to keep your well-performing content fresh. So what I always recommend is use a tool, a free tool, something like Google Search Console, and you can go in there and you can see, say this blog post is a year old, but it's driving a lot of traffic for some particular terms. The best thing that you can do is go in and do some LSI keyword research, which are additional keywords that are on the topic you were talking about. Expand a little bit more on that article so it freshens it up at a last updated at today's date up at the top so people know like, oh, even though this article is a year old, it's actually been updated up to last week. And then forward date your blog post on the back end so it gets re-indexed by Google. And I can promise you, we did this. Uh, I mean, I tested this for theory out. as well. Too. Oh, I we tested this theory out on our agency and we, th- we tripled our website traffic without writing a single new piece of content. All we did was we took our top five blog posts that were six months or older and that were performing well in Google and expanded on them, added 500 to 1,000 words, added LSI keywords into the headers, as well as created some new sections. And we, like I said, we tripled our website traffic over a six-month period just by forward dating those. It's it's why it's, it's, it's just so powerful. important. Yeah, it's, it's that powerful for sure. So it's super important. Keep your well-performing content updated constantly. So that's how you can update your content. So don't think once you've talked about it, you're completely done. So Justin, tell them how they can get in touch with us and we can help them on this content journey. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a healthcare marketing agency. He's being humble. We have an award-winning healthcare (laughs) marketing agency. So you can find find out all about that at entrepy.com. And go check us out. We've got a lot of great blog content as well as some fantastic ebooks uh, surrounding social media and uh, SEO tips for on-page optimization and even how to optimize your Google My Business, all types of helpful resources. And obviously make sure that you connect with us on social media. I'm sure you've seen Kelly around uh, on LinkedIn. I'm on there as well, just probably not quite as visible, but I am there. He's a little busier. <laughs> He's at Justin Knott on LinkedIn. And of course, we have Entropy on Instagram as well and other Facebook and social media platforms. So don't be afraid to connect with us. We want to hear from you. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and review because we yeah, want to know a review. what you want to hear next. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. Don't 
forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott.